Sage is fighting the fight. He has fought cities. He has fought counties. Politicians. Naysayers. Hell, he's even fought mayors. Thank you for listening to Sage and the Houseless Movement, a weekly show dedicated to the news and views of the homeless locally and worldwide. And all other things considered homeless? Yes. Broadcasting live from your Alexa device, the Radio Free Network app, iOS, WMBU.org, Many Voices United, and the RadioFreeNetwork.com. And now, from some wooded area in Akron, Ohio, here is Sage of the Rage Lewis. I just realized this is my Christmas show. Holy crap. I don't have a hat. Wait. Just wait. Wait. This is, uh, yeah. Just don't go anywhere. It's going to be so worth it. Festive. I'm one festive motherfucker. You know I am. You know I am. I look like a Keebler elf. Is this how you do this? Where does this go? I don't know. Ah, that's it. That's that's how you're supposed to wear this thing. Which way does the thing go? I think that's the way you go. You throw your little Bobby do in the back. What? does this is great radio by the way really top-notch radio what i'm doing right now what is this little bobby do on the end does it attract mates i've been Aaron, mary yule to you too does it attract like yeah you know, i've been watching these specials on uh, it's that super old guy that uh, makes me feel guilty that i'm killing the planet you know the guy you know the guy. Hi, Aaron. Uh, you know, everything about those animals is like, and they do this. They fluff up their wings to attract a mate. Is this what this is? This little bobby do on the top of your Christmas hat to attract a mate? I don't know. I, thank you. like it in the front? Okay. We'll keep it in the front. We'll keep it in the front. If I was a cat, it would be fun. I could play with it all day, but I'm about that. I'm easily amused. Easily amused. How the heck are you? You know what I feel like? I feel like come hell or high water, we will be having Christmas. It's weird and quirky, just like me. Yes, that is true. That is true. Weird and quirky. I feel like the, the the theme of Christmas is we're having Christmas, goddammit. That's what I feel like the theme is. The, uh, the, the belief in my family right now is if you don't get tested, you don't have COVID. <laughs> that's what, that's what, uh, uh, Aaron says Christmas comes every year regardless, and it's all the Christian's fault. I am so glad you mentioned this. I learned something on Reddit yesterday. Do you know how, <laughs> do you know how, um, 
people were like, they always say, oh, well, Christmas is, you know, Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny are just all, um, like, pagan things. It's not true. It's all 19th century crap. Let me see. Of course, I never can figure out. I saved it. Okay, here's my profile. Saved. Oh, wow. Look at me go. Okay, look. Let me show you this. It's not all pagan, Aaron. This is what I learned. So, look. Right here. Pagan traditions. (coughs) The Ask Historian section of Reddit is really great because they only allow people that know what they're talking about to post. So, it says here... I don't know about you all, but at this time of year, I always hear people talking about how Christmas stole pagan and historic traditions, talking about everything from the tree, the time it's run, to St. Nicholas and everything in between. I always wonder how much of this actually is a concerted effort by the very Catholic Church to steal pagan traditions, and how much is people retaining their own traditions and simply adapting their Christianity. And then uh, this guy, this guy who's a, a person, is an early Greek literature expert, wrote, many older English Christmas customs are no longer practiced, such as wassail, hospitality, mummers plays, misrule horn dances, and the importance of Twelfth Night, and more others like charity to the poor are still kind of practiced, but not associated with Christmas specifically. Um it says one pre-Victorian English custom that I'm aware of is that it is still used today is the log on the fire, which is what Aaron wrote about. Hutton writes the 19th century custom too, but the Christmas log does appear in the 1600s in a poem by Robert Herrick. A couple of older customs survive in songs, but not in practice. The song Here We Come a Wassling is still sung. The 15th century Boarhead's Carol may possibly have a link to the 9th and 10th century Norse custom of the procession of a sacred boar at Yule, which is genuinely pagan, but it's hard to imagine how a link could be reliably documented. So here, this is where it gets good. Most modern Anglophone Christmas customs are inherited from Lutheran Germany. Okay? Santa was a shaman, says uh, Aaron. But check this out and attempts to de-Catholicize in the 1500s. See, they were, this has more to do about hating Catholics than pagans. They were introduced to England, uh, wait, that is to say, they're not just firmly Christian, they're specifically Protestant. They were introduced to England in a wave of nostalgia at the beginning of the Victorian era. As Hutton puts it, by the 1830s in England, There was an awareness that Christmas as a festive season had declined sharply over the previous 40 years. So about 1830, people were like, stupid Christmas. Christmas is stupid, okay? The perception of decline was firmly anchored in reality. Between 1790 and 1840, employers, led by the government, carried out a ruthless pruning of the Christmas holidays without encountering any resistance. They're like, yeah, who gives a shit? Just another day to me. You heard people say that? Just another day to me. In 1797, the Customs and Excise Office, for example, closed between December 21st, which is St. Thomas Day, and January 6th, the Epiphany. The Customs and Excise Office couldn't get in there. Couldn't do it. Could not do it. No. On all of the seven dates specified by the Edwardian and Elizabethan Protestant calendars. 
1838, it was open on all except Christmas Day itself. Just like they were like, screw it, just Christmas Day. The Factory Act of 1833 put the seal upon this process by declaring that Christmas and Good Friday were the only two days of the year, excepting Sunday, of course, upon which workers had a statutory right to be absent from their duties. That's the Factory Right Act of 1833. Damn, those fuckers are assholes. In the 20 of the years between 1790 and 1835, the Times did not mention the festival, and it never referred to it with enthusiasm, that's for sure. So the fashionable world was increasingly an anachronism and a bore. In recent years, it's been fashionable to credit Charles Dixon, Dixon's with the invention of Christmas in 1840, and it's true that he's iconic, but then so is Clement Clark Moore's 1823, A Visit from St. Nicholas. Really, Dickens was just caught up in a wave of renewed interest in the festival. A bunch of Christmas customs were introduced to England in the space of five years. Christmas tree, which originated in 16th century Germany. Again, Protestant. The Advent wreath, another Lutheran custom. And Christmas cards, 1843. We're over Christmas cards. Fuck a Christmas card. That's a lot of Christmas carding. Another symbol, of course, is Santa, which was derived from St. Nicholas, whose saint's day was 6 December, December 6th in America, and who was already associated with gift-bringing, gift-bringing. The early 19th century is key to Santa's popularization as a symbol, too. In the 1520s, again, 1520s is when we got the movable-type printing press and everybody got a Bible. Gutenberg gave us a Bible. And that's when the, this all went down in the 1500s, not pagan. That was, 1500s was Protestantism, a rebuke to Catholicism, discouraged Catholic cult of the saints. In 1520s, Luther, to discourage the Catholic cult of the saints, introduced the Christkind and so displaced gift-giving to Christmas. The combination of Christkind and St. Nicholas created a whole new figure, the Weinach man, Christmas man, who is sometimes depicted as accompanying the Christkind. The Christkind didn't take off outside of Germany, but the Weinach man sure did, with an awareness of his origins reflected in local names like Cinderclaus and Santa Claus. So you, you get it, right? Okay, now your pagan origins, question mark? Uh, none of the above gives any space for thinking of any kinds of pagan origin to any Christmas custom. All these customs were at most 500 years old. Customs as they related to the English-speaking world are less than 200 years old. The idea that 19th century Santa was some kind of Odin is laughable. And there's a link to why it's laughable. We're not going to click on the laughable link. Yule was a real thing, but the name is used mostly as a Christmas decoration to make Christmas sound more pagan than it actually is. Yule was the name for two months in old Germanic calendars, was a season of the year much more than it was a festival. Actual Norse Yule customs are attested in 9th and 10th century sources and referred to in later sagas, but there's no overlap in any modern customs. Uh, this guy says Saturnalia, just no. There was a gap of more than a thousand years and more than a thousand kilometers sa uh, separating Saturnalia from any modern English German Christmas customs. Anyway, modern Christmas customs aren't pagan. What they are is modern. Bam! Bamity, bamity, bamity. Now, Aaron says paganism was pre Jesus' birth by several thousand years. 
The people who are writing what you are reading can't and will never go back that far to know and understand the true pagan traditions that were changed. Of course. Of coarsity, 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 coarsity. And uh, realities to people could accept pagans in their religion. Yeah, so here's the thing. It's all connected. It makes you wonder who invented anything. Right? So, so the German people were all like, screw the Catholics. We need something better. And they're like, you know what we need? A log. We need a log. Yeah, a log. And then we need somebody else, maybe a guy. Yeah, a guy. Get a guy. What do we call him? What do we call him? Christ man? Christ, Christmas man. Weinoxed man. Weinoxed man. Christmas man. We need Christmas man. Christmas man. Yeah, that's right, Aaron. I mean, the answer is yes. This is the thing I find about most of the world. The answer is yes. Yes. Is it pagan? Yes. Is it not pagan? Yes. <laughs> is it, a, is it a, 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 a contribution to pissing off Catholics? Yes. Yes. The answer is always yes. When you think about it, it's hard to get to know because everything is, okay, it's like this, like all natural food, okay? What the hell are you talking about? It's all natural. Oh, really? Do tell me what isn't all natural. Well, you know, preservatives. Where did they come from? A laboratory. And where did the laboratory shit come from? Like another dimension where there was no nature? It's all natural. Made with real cheese. What the hell is cheese? Well, you know, it's it's like fucking cheese, man. It's got like milk and fucking goat intestine. Oh, does it? Does it have to have goat intestine? Does it have to have what is that shit they put in there? Uh 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 it used to be do you know how cheese came about? I'm pretty sure I'm making this up, but I think this is true. People used to carry their milk around in goat stomachs. Oh, me. Hi, Omi. Um, a goat stomach is a very convenient carrying device for milk. But it turns out they'd be carrying around their milk and they, they open it up and they're like, what the fuck happened to my milk? And it's all like, gelatinous and gross and what do you do well you fucking put that shit in your mouth and eat it because that's what humans do we learned it from the dogs i'm convinced we're, like, we're sitting around the campfire one dog takes a shit another dog walks over and eats it and you're like what the fuck did you just do and you're like get away from that and he's like no man i need more dog shit you got any cat shit, says the dog. <laughs> Do you know, <laughs> this is the Christmas special. Do you know, I like to play this game. The last dinner, the, 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 my dog is on death row because, you know, whatever he did. 
murdered babies. And we're like, we got to put, we got to, we got to kill the dog. But you get one last dinner. What do you fucking think that dog is going to want for his last dinner? I'll tell you what he's going to want. He's going to want cat shit encrusted with fucking litter. Fucking loves that shit. I literally have to put a, a lock on the door of the litter box so the dog won't eat all the fucking cat litter shit. So we learned it from the dogs. The, the, we're walking around with our goat's stomach milk. <laughs> yeah, your big dog eats your little dog's puke. Yeah, they eat all that shit. We got, so, so, okay, you walk around, you got your milk in your goat's stomach, you, you get to your destination, and you get it out, and it's all clumpy. And then you think to yourself, well, you know, my, my, my dog just ate the other dog's shit and then puked, and then that dog ate the shit puke. This can't be as bad as that. <laughs> this can't be as bad as that. I'm going to fucking try this rotten-ass fucking milk that curdled in this goat's stomach. And so what do you do? You jam that fucking shit in your pie hole, and you're like, God damn, that's good. Fuck. Fuck. Magic happened in that goat's stomach. So is that what real cheese is? Because what is real cheese? What is it? Well, I got bags of shit that says made with real cheese. Whatever. I don't know what fucking real cheese is. I don't know what all natural is. What is not all natural? Bring me food that's not all natural. I got to see this shit because I'm convinced it's from another fucking universe. Because I don't know where all nat not natural shit comes from. I mean, even if it comes from fucking Mars, it's still natural. You make me a Mars pie made out of Mars rocks and Mars bacteria, that shit is still natural. It's a wide scope, nature. <laughs> Get the fuck out. Homie says her favorite cheese is aged nine months. Yeah, that's the other thing. Look at us. We're like, wonder what happens if we age at 12 months. We're going to fucking eat it and find out. I'll tell you that. I know that much. <laughs> I know one thing. We're going to eat it and find out. We fucking eat anything. Disgusting, disgusting animals. And I blame it on the dog. I blame everything on the dogs. I believe, uh, woo. Homie says there's two year aged cheese. I tried it, but it was extra sharp. Too strong for me. Yeah, man. Uh, did I tell you one time I went to, I was at a trade show and in Las Vegas and they have a, uh, um, uh, they have a uh, Korean barbecue. One of those cool Korean barbecues where the, 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 the barbecue is right on your table and they bring the raw meat and you cut it up. Well, here's the thing. It was packed and it was me and a friend and the, the hostess came up and said, hey, do you want to eat dinner with this guy? And we're like, fuck yeah. Why not? Turns out the guy was Korean. Like literally from Korea. This guy knows fucking Korean barbecue. He immediately starts chastising us Americans for not understanding beef. Like, you don't know how to eat beef. Like, shut up, motherfucker. We invented beef. You did not. 
Well, I'm American and I said I did, so I did. So there, Mr. Korea man. <laughs> it wasn't like that. It was a very nice dinner, but he did chastise us because he's like, all you eat are the fillets and the ribeyes. You don't eat the good shit. And we're like, what's the good shit? And he's like, the fucking colon and the anus. And they're like, fuck you. It's like, that's the best part. <laughs> I do love a blue cheese. No, you can't do blue cheese. One of my favorite cheeses, blue. Blue. So I'm like, bring it, fucker. You just, you just, you just dissed my entire country. I stand before you as an icon of Americanism, and I will fucking eat your fucking cow ass. And I did, and I'm like, this fucking shit sucks. But I didn't say that. I said, wow, that's a lot of flavor for a cow ass. Because I was representing America. At that moment, I was representing America and how we're not pussies. We eat whatever the fuck you put in front of us. Don't ever say we don't know how to eat beef, goddammit. <laughs> I showed him. I ate cow ass. I went back a couple years later. Uh, I did not get the cow ass. I, I'm like, fuck that shit. That fucking shit is bullshit. It looks like a fucking colon attached to an ass. Don't do it. Unless you're with a Korean that disses America, then you got to do it. I can't. I'm picky. Yeah, I don't even eat human ass. Oh, yeah, right? Me neither. <sighs> I've never eaten human ass either. I hear the kids are doing it all the time. Toss your salad. That's what I heard on Oprah or something years ago. Can't do it. No, no, I know what my ass is like, and I, no, nope, nope, nope. I will not be eating ass. I can imagine it's nice, though, for the, the, the person getting their ass eaten. I mean, it's like a, it's like a tongue uh, colonoscopy. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Oh, oh, you're not talking about eating ass? Oh, sorry. <laughs> hey, man. Have fun out there is my motto. If you ain't hurting anybody, somebody wants their ass eaten out, go right ahead. You want to do it? They want it done? Fine. Can I show you something everybody needs, though? Here, I'm going to go over to Amazon. This is the uh, capitalistic portion of the, the show. This is it. Here we go. Here we go. Omi says I'd eat human ass over animal ass if I had to eat ass to live. <laughs> Not me, man. Not me. I... It's the same thing with milk. I'm not going to fucking eat human milk, which incidentally has been a, a, a recent conversation at the Lewis uh, dinner table. I'm not fucking doing it. Would you eat human milk? Not your own human milk either. That doesn't count. You get it off of somebody else's tit and you fucking drink it. No, no, hell no. I'm not cooking up human ass. 
I'm not eating human milk. I will eat cow milk and cow ass. I don't, I, in order of importance, I'll drink the milk before I eat the ass. Goat milk, no to milk. Omi says no to all milk. No to cow milk, no to goat milk, no to human milk, no to milk. Milk is weird. I don't think we need a lot of milk in our diet. I think babies do, I think. They seem to dig it. They fucking gulp that shit all day. They love it. They give me that tit, bitch. <laughs> Suck on that thing all day. I drink water, white claws, and liquor. What the hell is white claws? Funny is that I'm addicted to milk. Aaron loves milk. I was at a campground once, and there was this fat old man at the at the uh, at the pool. <laughs> And he was talking to a skinny old man because there's a lot of old men at campgrounds in Florida. There's just a lot of old people in Florida. But there, I was at the KOA in Miami. I recommend it. For a KOA, it's expensive, but it's fucking Miami. Anyways, I was there at the pool, and I was, you know, eavesdropping on these two guys' conversations. They clearly had just, what is a white claw? Yeah, I don't even know what the hell you're talking about. Is that some rock band, white claw? Gotta, what is White Claw? I'm going to Google that shit. Um, the fat old man says to the skinny old man, I love milk. And the fat man, the old, the skinny man says, it's a hard seltzer. Oh, oh, well, I can't drink alcohol. I, I'm too good at it. I love it too fucking much. Got a story about that too. Uh, the fat old man says to the skinny old man, I drink milk. He's like, I love milk. And he's like, man, the skinny old man says, I can't drink it. it. It raises my cholesterol. And the fat old man says, yeah, it raises my cholesterol too, but they put me on Lipitor so I can drink the milk. He says he drank a gallon of milk a day. He loves that shit. I'm like, wow, what the hell? My mom drinks like glasses of milk with meals between meals, grosses me the fuck out. <laughs> That's too thick. Now, what about a hot cocoa made with milk? Did you know being lactose intolerant is normal and being able to digest the milk is ab abnormal? I believe that. I do not understand who needs to be eating milk. There's plenty of everything else. We don't need to be underneath cows, you know, tugging on their little nipples to get out milk. I mean, it's, 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 it's too much. It's too much. Oh, yeah. Okay. There's a homeless guy. Anyways. Uh, I don't drink hot beverages. Also, I'm lactose. You are lactose? <laughs> You're like a walking, you're walking lactose. Which, which are you, Omi? Are you lactose intolerant, lactose tolerant, or just lactose? <laughs> I need to know. It's an enzyme or protein in your saliva that digests it. I watched like six hours documentary on the evolution of humans, and it was in there. <laughs> humans are like that. You're like, you know what? I got fucking, I, I, I got fucking high, and I just watched six hours on, on, on. <laughs> 
the evolution of humans and there was like three hours on lactose and I couldn't get a fucking nub of it. I love it. Oh, lactose intolerant. Oh, okay. Um, I did. Yeah. You were baked. Fuck yeah, you were baked. Who the fuck can watch a solid six hours on human evolution unless you're not fucking smoking some shit? Six hours. Because I know you watched it all in one sitting. So there you go. There it is. That's how it goes. We're sitting around the fucking campfire with our dogs. We're fucking high on whatever fucking shit we can smoke or shove up our ass or eat. We're tripping balls. The dogs are eating shit and puke. And here comes fucking goat stomach man with fucking rotten milk inside the goat stomach. And they're like, fucking give me that shit. And just fucking mouths that shit. You're like, Fuck, that's good. And you're like, no, that's not fucking, that's gross, bro. He's like, no, man, that fucking shit is the fucking bomb. Get me more of that fucking goat milk rotten shit. It's a series. I think we're supposed to watch an episode here or there, but I watched the whole thing at once. Of course you did. (laughs) So that's the beauty of humans. We're so curious. We're so curious. We're always like, what's up? What's going on? Let me try putting that in my mouth. That's my mouth. That's the thing. Everything with us. Can we eat it? Can we fuck it? If we can't eat it or can't fuck it, uh, we better be high. Because <laughs> otherwise we lose a lot of interest really fast. Babies. We're large babies. We put everything. Yes, indeed. Curious George. That's us. That's it. And adults put everything in their asses. You know that's right. Okay, here, let me give you, uh, in case you guys haven't heard this from me or anybody else, uh, 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 mode of delivery, okay? Is that how you call it? Uh, M-O-D? So in the drug world, when you're taking drugs, you have a mode of delivery, and there's some standard ways you can take your drugs, right? You can smoke them. You can snort them. You can eat them, which is for losers. Who eats any drug? Of course, you can inject them. But did you know you can boof them? There it is. Omi beat me to the chase. The ass is the most efficient. You can boof your drug. That's what they call it in my town. And my, my friends call it boofing, which is basically taking your drug and shoving it up your ass. Oh, you can eat. I was sorry. You're right. Edibles are very popular. You're right. Clarabelle, is this, this conversation is a little bit mature for you, but hi, everybody can say hi to Clarabelle. This is Clarabelle. She is the cuddliest dog I've ever met in my whole life. Yes. Very sweet. Very sweet. So uh, I prefer, yeah. Uh, Adderall suppository. Yeah. Well, I mean, my friends don't get access to Adderall, so they do meth. <laughs> you love dogs? Yeah, I know. This is Clarabelle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's a good puppy. She's a good puppy. So, uh, and may I say, I can physically see the difference. When my friends boof their meth, they're much sillier. Yeah, uh, yeah. Adderall's a very privileged drug. It is, it is. Um, 
when, yeah, they just are goofier. They're happier. I'm like, you boofed that shit, didn't you? He's like, fuck yeah, I boofed that shit. So, yeah. Uh, that's a new frontier for many of us. I don't know what it would be like to stick cheese up your ass, but I don't know why we haven't tried it. I mean, somebody's tried it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying, but maybe it's not as good. You definitely, in fact, I've heard you can die if you put an entire bottle of vodka up your ass. The whole fucking thing gets absorbed and you will fucking die. I need to know what is the ass makes it better. All this talk about milk and cheese had to get me some milk and ass. This show's making me hungry. <laughs> what do you like? Do you like 2% vitamin D skim? What do you like, Aaron? What do you like? What do you like? Um, I drink water, tea, and Diet Coke. Those are my primary beverages. I'd like to give a shout out. Oh, yeah. Uh... Uh, let's see. Omi says, I default to Milo's song. I would do anything for love, but I won't do it. But I won't do that when it comes to my ass. Exit only. Yeah, I'm 2% all the way. I think 2% is a fine amount of milk. 2%. It's not water. And it's not sludge. It's just a pure milk. I think that's right. So when I buy milk for cooking, I buy whole milk but only because that's the milk my aunt used. Aw, tradition, right? I mean, whole milk is good, especially for cooking. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I don't drink soda rarely. Sometimes coffee on the weekends, iced tea on occasion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So here's the thing. I don't drink soda. Oh, wait, I, I already read that. <laughs> so what is the other 90%, 98%? Is it just water? What is it? I need to know that too, Omi. What is the other 98%? Who cares? Just eat it. Just shut up and eat it. The amount of crap we just put in our face is unbelievable. Uh, I, I made a social faux pas. This, uh, I think I did. I think I did. What did I know? No, I didn't know. 2% less fat. Oh, Aaron is like a milk expert. 2% less fat than whole milk. That's the only difference. It's just 2% less fat. Oh, it's not just 2% milk. Okay. Um, so here, let me show you. Uh, some people are not happy with me. Which typically is not too uncommon, but... It always makes me a little sad when, like, well, not sad, but, um, okay, here it is. Uh, like, there are people that, like, okay, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, you know, okay, here it is. So, here is a picture I took. <laughs> this was at the Circle K, okay? Um, incidentally, let me give a shout out to uh, Sip and Save. Uh, here, let me get you a picture of Sip and Save. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Here it is. There it is. So, um, yeah, okay. So, $5.99, I'm buying all my homeless friends Sip and Save. 
Because here's the deal. You pay $6. Yeah, it's the Arlington Exchange one. You pay $6 and you get any drink, like fountain drink, one drink a day for a month. Oh, man, you got to know about this. I'm talking large coffee, large Polar Pop, the frozen thing. One a drink. Now, one a day. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Most of my homeless friends do not have phones. So then I was like, when I started this process, I I was like, hey, man, can I buy you Sip and Save? He's like, yeah, what's Sip and Save? I'm like, and I told him the story. And then, uh, yeah, not just Polar Pops, homie. Coffees, teas. And I always put two tea bags in the tea. Always. Really good tea. Yeah, anything on that side of the store. In any Circle K. You go to Circle K, you put your phone number. This is what I said. I said, oh, man, let me get all you need to do is put in your phone number. And my friend CJ said, well, I don't have a phone number. Any self-serve beverage. That's right. Any of them. Any of them. Any size. It's crazy. And then I was disappointed, and I'm like, oh, man. There's another way. The poor get poor. If you don't have a phone, you can't get sip and save. So... QRV, wait, can can you print out the QRV or something? I don't know what a QRV is. <laughs> you just, oh. So here's the thing. I went home kind of defeated, and I was doing sip and save. Uh, a drink subscription, what you have to, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah, I know. It's a drink subscription, yes. And so I was defeated. I'm like, man. Oh, square square code box is a QRV. Oh, yeah, the QR, QR code. Yeah, okay. I thought maybe it would have a QR code that they scan for it. No, no. So here's the thing. When you go in, you just, they're like, enter your phone number. And I go, boop, 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 boop. And I enter my phone number, and they're like, yeah, that's it. They don't call me. They don't confirm my phone number. You just enter the phone number. So then I got an idea. I went to my friend CJ and I'm like, hey man, do you know about Sip and Save? You know, he's like, yeah, I can't do it. I don't have a phone number. He's, I'm like, do you know any phone number? He's like, I know my old phone number. I'm like, perfect. And we went over and I bought the Sip and Save and the lady's like, put in the, 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 put in the phone number. He put in the phone number. They don't call you. Bam, Sip and Save. Sip and save. You can make up numbers. Of course you can make up numbers. I went yesterday with a guy. Of course you can pick that number. You can pick any number. It doesn't have to be a real phone number. So that got me thinking. I was talking to a homeless guy yesterday. I just met him. I'm like, hey, man, can I get you sip and save? You just need a phone number. (laughs) He's like, I don't have a phone. I'm like, you don't need a phone. Do you know a phone number? He's like, I don't know any phone numbers. Like, you don't know your mom's phone number. You don't know your dad's phone number. You don't know the phone. He's like, I know one phone number. The phone number to time and temperature. And I said, great. He put in the phone number to time and temperature. That's now his sip and safe. 
Well, this is the risk. Oh, but here's the thing, Omi. Uh, yeah, you can send you my phone number if you want. I don't go to Circle K. That's sweet. I, 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 we got so many phone numbers. I got phone numbers. There's phone numbers everywhere. How about Garfield 12323? How about that? That's a number. How about 8675309? That's a phone number. We don't phone numbers. How about, how about, uh, I don't know. It's not registered to anyone. Yeah. Well, be careful. It's a real number. Okay. So, yeah, Omi said, be careful. They might not get their drink. Well, here's the thing. Apparently, if you claim the number and you go in for sip and save and are like, I want to set up sip and save, and you put in a number that's already been claimed, they won't let you use it. <laughs> now, if you do say, uh, I just got a phone number and you put it in, it's true. It's true. The more phone number remembers, the less, yeah, the more my phone remembers, the less I remember. I know, I know, I know. So anyways, I love it uh, because it was super cold on, uh, it was super cold yesterday. Did I go over yesterday? I can't remember. Anyways, um, it was super cold and everybody was freezing. And so I got everybody sip and save. They got their coffees. One guy got a phone number. He had to write it down, but Andrew knew it and Andrew lives next to him. So hopefully he can be like, Hey dude, what's that number? It was so fucking cold. And while, before I get to the other picture, let me show you this picture. This picture. This is a human being. This picture was taken yesterday. A block from the houseless movement, house and garden. Omi says, I felt guilty when I got into my warm car and heated seats and drove home to my warm house. I know. There. That is someone's child. Bam. I do not know who this person is. I didn't want to bug them. But I'll tell you what, that's just two fleece blankets. Okay? That's not a lot. That's not a lot. And what I also want you to notice is, I'm going to try and zoom in on this. I saw no evidence of drugs. None. Now, I'm not saying this person doesn't use drugs. I'm just saying, yeah, what's up, Omi? I'm just saying there was a can of Spam that I think uh, Danielle probably brought him, a bag of something. I'm assuming it's a man. I don't know. And look, they took off their slippers. They were wearing slippers. I signed up for this documentary. Oh, I want to hear about a documentary. They saw they were wearing slippers. This is their uh, sweater. This is not a temporary location. This is a pad. This is a very, very thin pad on concrete. Okay. Blonde-haired lady under those blankets. Oh, really? Uh, Google Sundance, are you happy documentary? Okay, okay. 
Okay, so Aaron says that's a blonde-haired lady under those blankets. She also has a golden retriever. She just lost her job and apartment. You're fucking me. You're fucking kidding me. So you were over there, huh, Aaron? You're telling me this is a woman. I don't know why that bothers me more, but I just, like, there's, like, a scale of uh, inhumanity. I will be out at the corner of West Market in case you need to come and kill me. Jesus Christ. I'll be at the fucking corner of West Market and Portage Path starting at 6 o'clock on Christmas Eve, which is fucking tomorrow. It'll be supposedly 40 degrees but rainy. I do it because Mary was a very pregnant Teenager, they suggest 14 years old. The numbers I've heard are between 12 and 14. You know what kind of shit a pregnant 12 or 14-year-old gets in this country? So much fucking shit. My guess is Mary got the same. Now, there's two stories. I'll brush up on them before tomorrow. One, she lived in a cave. One, she lived in a manger. Not in a manger. Manger is a trough. She lived in it with the animals. I'll tell you what, though. There is no fucking story where somebody is like, oh, Mary and Joseph, you're pregnant. Come into our house. That is not a fucking story anywhere in the fucking Bible. Nowhere. She was in a cave or she was in a fucking <laughs> barn. No room at the end for the eight-month pregnant girl. And we do it to this day. <sighs> Would be a good way to get your homeless in a documentary that's going to be a Sunday. That, okay, I'm going to look into that. Thank you for helping her, Aaron. Women are vulnerable. Yes. I will Google. Okay, I will Google it. I would like to uh, live in a cave. Yeah, caves would be good. There, uh, where was the pregnancy center yet? Yeah, I fucking hate those pregnancy centers. I've never been to one. Why do you hate them? Let me look it up. I'll look up this thing. Hold on. Let's see. Uh, uh, where is it? Okay. Um, hold on. I missed it. Oh, me. Oh, me. Oh, do okay. Uh, Sundance Are You Happy documentary. Sundance Are You Happy documentary. Let's see what we got here. Oh, it's a collab. I love collabs. I love collabs. Wait. Wait, wait. Let's watch the video. Where are my headphones? We decided to make a film you hear this without shit? any script. The only idea would be, uh, what is your life? The question would be, are you happy? All right, so the footage you're seeing is from a documentary called Chronicle of a Summer. These three psychologists went into the streets of Paris and asked everyone they saw the same question. Are you happy? And that's me. So I'm actually making a documentary. So the year is now 2020, and there's never really been a more crucial time for this series. 
where we go across the world and ask people from all different types of backgrounds the same question. Are you happy? All in an effort to find the happiest person in the world. America. I mean the highest one right now. You're pretty happy. (laughs) Are you happy? Always. What makes you happy? Life. Being black. Oh, I'm, I'm extremely happy. We should be happy just to be alive. Wow. You know, that's the important part. I feel like the environment around us is getting to the point where happiness is impossible. I just ran away from my dream. Are you happy? Are you happy? Could this eternal question show us that we have much more in common than divides us? So with a couple of my friends, I've set off on a race across the world to ask the question we've forgotten to ask each other. Are you happy? Beautiful. Okay, that's beautiful. I'm going to look into that. Now, it's so interesting that you bring this up, Omi, a documentary, uh, because I'm going to try, I think I'm going to try my hand at making a documentary about specific homeless people. Like, uh, there are, there's really good YouTube channels out there for like one off conversations with homeless people, right? Like, Invisible people, so good. But it's like, you know, you interview them for 20 minutes and then that's it. I would like to follow homeless people for a time and get their arc. Um, so I'm, I, I think I might try that. Uh, let's see. You're 50-50? Yeah. Who's happy here? You got accepted? Yeah. A soft white underbelly, one of my favorite, favorite, favorite. Favorite, in fact, right here. Uh, this is one like I I love these guys. So here's right, so some, Michael Michael Francesi. This is uh this is a mob boss. Uh, they do a oh this one uh ten days ago was a skinhead interview. All right, Psycho. Yes, Psycho. Uh, where'd you grow? Psycho. This guy's name is Psycho. So I love this. I love this now. Um, because these really help me understand people that I wouldn't normally get to understand. Omi says probably 90% happy, 100% when I'm high. (laughs) Yeah, do you? Oh, Christina Shaw. Yeah, don't you love them? And then look at the comments. The comments are great too. So like here, uh, wow, this is so raw. I never thought I could sympathize with a skinhead, but here we are in 2021. Everything is so complex and nuanced. These interviews make it make sense. Isn't that amazing? Mark's interviewing technique is really strong. He uses silence so well to let uh, people stew in it, and his questions are broad and unintrusive, allowing them to interpret them. This, th- this lady, uh, apparently a quote out of this, uh, loves a hard word for me. My mom said she loved me, but she loved heroin more. Bam! Drop that wisdom. Truly one of the saddest things I've ever heard on this channel. I hope this guy gets a break soon because he needs it. Uh, this guy says, Psycho is not psycho at all. He's actually a very intelligent man who was broken by his upbringing. I find it amazing and admirable that he took care of his daughter. I hope he finds peace someday. This channel breaks the barriers. It literally breaks the matrix, in my opinion. Uh, Omi says, silence is a big part of the are, are you happy process. Yeah. 
I cannot recommend soft white underbelly enough because the people that watch it are so open-minded. I'm trying so hard to get my leftist friends to find compassion for the right. And I find they are just filled with as much hate as many of my right friends are filled with left and oftentimes black people. Let's just be honest. Let's be honest about it. Uh, is it a YouTube subscription? No, uh, no. Search soft white underbelly on YouTube. Yeah, Aaron, you're going to love it. I mean, it's, 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 it's all kinds of people. It's homeless people, addicts, um, KKK guys, amazing, amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, it just, it just breaks my brain. And the comments do it too, because the comments, the the comments that are upvoted are the thoughtful comments. The whole thing breaks my brain. How technology connects us. Yeah, it is so amazing. We have more in common, so much more. It's the 2% in the milk. It's just 2% less fat. The only difference. Ah, the West Virginia family, Christina Shaw. You got to search for them. So intrigued by them. Yeah, they're amazing. It's amazing. I am now of the belief that humans will go extinct if we can't figure out how to overcome our hatred for each other. We are being tested, I believe, by nature, by, it doesn't even have to be God. Nature is testing us. Let's just call it nature. Let's call it a Darwinism. Let's call it a natural selection. Oh, he does fucking hate you. See, that's right. That's right. Of course you hate people. I hate them too. So we come back to the yes. Yes, you hate people. And yes, you love them. You do both, Omi. But I love them so much at the same time. Bam, bam, bam. That's why I love you, Omi. That's why I love all of you people on here. Because you get it. You get it. Let me show you another. Let's just go through my uh let's go through my photos real quick here. I want to show you something else. I want to show you let's see here. Hold on, hold on. Where is it? I want to show you. Okay. Well, here's something that may, this is uh some homeless person cut the end off of uh um Patty's microwave plug, okay? Oh, this is what I wanted to show you. This right here is a lock I put on one person's door. 
that was broken off by them. So now what I'm going to do is, this is the picture I wanted to show you. I'm just going to keep all the old locks on the door, okay? This lock I put on, it was broken off, it was kicked in, but the reason it was kicked in was because the actual lock mechanism of the lock was so fucked with, the key didn't work anymore. Do you know how mad this bullshit makes me? Now, this is the lock that I put on above it. What I would like to draw your attention to are these screws. Now, I am not an idiot. I know how to screw screws into wood. But you'll notice here, I could only get them in so far. The reason I could only get them in so far was because the dope boy has my fucking drill. Now, why does the dope boy have your fucking drill, Sage? Well, I'll tell you why. Because I lent my drill to a homeless person, and the homeless person fucking traded my drill for fucking drugs because the fucking drug dealers in my town don't just take money. They'll fucking take anything. It fucking pisses me off. Fucking take money, fuckers. But no. Literally, the dope boy takes fucking anything for drugs. Including my drill. So, I got this far because if you can, I don't even know if you can see it. But I stripped out all of these heads. Okay, they're stripped out because I put it into really hard wood. No, this is inside. This guy lives, this is one of the people that lives inside the house. <laughs> this is one of my inside people. We have three people that live in the house. Do you know how mad this makes me? Furious. Do you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to keep putting locks on his door because I also care about him. Let me tell you, this guy, if he didn't stay with us, would be living under a bridge because he has serious, violent felonies on his record. He almost killed a guy with a fucking knife. He says no one will rent to him because he has uh, this super violent uh, uh, attack on his record. Pretty much all he's got. Now, he and I got agreements, and I told him, I said, look, bro, you're going to do some things for me, and uh, I will not kick you out unless you fucking attack somebody in the middle of the winter, but I will fucking kick your ass out in the spring. So you got to do these things for me. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you read my book. Did you hear I have a book? You should buy it. People don't read. I got a, sh I got a uh, chapter on here, page 256, titled, They Will Abuse You. You should read it. 
It's like all the stories about how homeless people have abused me. Can I be furious at them and hate them and love them and like them? Absolutely I can. Absolutely. It's not available in audio, but I will make it in audio. My other book is available in audio. Uh, Omi says there's more renters than houses with that imbalance. They can be picky. Yep, all right. So, look. Uh, like a child, uh, yeah, 20 seconds. and like. <laughs> so, anyways, I got to wrap up. The answer is both and yes. Both and yes. Can you be annoyed and hate a skinhead and love him at the same time? Absolutely you can. Can you be friends with a skinhead? Absolutely you can. Can you be friends with a Trump supporter, my leftist friends? Absolutely you can. Because you have more in common than you have different. You just need to open your mind to it. People, I love you. Buy the Gaslight Mobile Home Park. Needs a new owner. Really? Ooh, oh, I would love a mobile home park so much. Ugh. Okay. You guys are amazing. Spread the wisdom. Tell the truth. We can be both. We can love and hate equally. That's the moral of the story. <laughs> I'd love to live in my... Yeah, we can all live together in the mobile home park. Oh, my wife is not happy she heard that, but that would be so fun. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go look at it. I would love a mobile home park. I would love it. People, I love you. Merry Christmas. If you don't celebrate it, celebrate it. It's good. It's about a guy. He goes, ho, ho, ho. He jumps out of the thing. He gives presents. Magic. Magic. You don't have to celebrate it. Fucking don't you do whatever you want. Live your life. Cause I love you. You're amazing. Mary Zemus. <laughs> all right, everybody. Peace out. Happy all the things. And I'll see you later. Thank you for listening to Sage and the Houseless Movement, a weekly show dedicated to the news and views of the homeless locally and worldwide.